Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast. The podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film. Now, you didn't notice because we banked up content, um, but Matt's back from his trip to America. We're, we're amazed to have him back. Thank God. So professional of us to pair ahead of time, wasn't it? I know, it? right? Yeah. yeah. Usually we're scrambling around where I'm like, Matt's got a composium in America. Uh, what do I do? Yeah. But this time we were prepared. Three whole episodes in the can. All right, right. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing stuff. <laughs> no, we'll be back to semi-weekly or however we do it. Um, but how was America? Did it go well? It was great, yeah. Um, a little holiday beforehand, and then I was at a conference, and I did. Uh, I gave a paper on uh, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company's role in World War One, which was mm-hmm. far more than you could imagine. They made all sorts. Um, and then I I led a roundtable discussion on um, sharing the history of firearms on social media, which was really interesting. You know, talking about uh, various different platforms. How they're all different from each other and the struggles for museums and and uh researchers and historians to try and make this stuff engaging and get across to the public it was really mm. good it was um a lot of interaction on that one and it was it was really rewarding it was a good it was a good conference oh great good because obviously that's what you do in your day-to-day you're constantly sharing bits and bobs and i know from you know talking to Matt behind the scenes like he's on so many Instagram accounts so many like Telegram accounts trying to locate weapons find out where they're going so like who better to have than you sharing that you know (laughs) well yeah it was it was interesting that side of things because talking to all these people that work in museums curators and and, Mm. you know those those kind of backgrounds they're busy doing their curating jobs they haven't got time really to go and not all these museums have you know 
the um, the budget to have like a social media team. So you had some creators were doing it themselves, and some didn't have the time to do it at all, but really wanted to. Mm. Um, so it was really interesting to get like lots of perspectives on it, and then you know the research side of the things as well. So it, yeah. it was good. It was it was really good, and you know happy to be back. Um, yeah. And looking forward right. to talking about something typically foff. Um, yeah, so, very esoteric. So if you've read talk the, about like, things that you know, we often do films that people have never heard of. And they're quite obscure, yes. but, but today really we were pushing that envelope. We hard. really are. So before we talk about that, let's go to our uh, listener question this week. So we put a question out to our listeners on Twitter. Please follow us at Fighting on Film. You already the best place to keep abreast of the show. So uh, I asked, what are your favourite war slash military TV shows? Um, and these are in no particular order. So uh, Kerry Thomas says, obviously, Banner Brothers in the Pacific. I think that goes for a lot of people. When you talk yeah. TV shows and history, it comes up so much. But he also puts Generation Kill, Tour of Duty, Pathfinders, Ain't Half Hot Mum, Frankie's House, Danger UXB, World at War. Uh, and he put he did enjoy Rogue Heroes. Uh, Ian McClellan goes with, from my youth, it's got to be Secret Army or Kalditz. Uh, and tour of duty for pure nostalgia value um we have uh, david the host of the cold war channel if you haven't checked out his work on youtube please go and do it really great stuff he goes with mash tour of duty china beach the pacific banner brothers rome does rome count he put i think it counts it's historical it's got yeah it's there's, got there's a bit of conflict in, in there, there sure yeah yeah um, hello hello um, it's swords and, and uh, swords and chivalry we, we wouldn't know no we wouldn't know <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> Crikey. Um, A.D. Bond goes with Tour of Duty. Spy Hard's podcast goes with MASH again. Um, a lot for Tour of Duty this week. I wasn't expecting it. Um, yeah, but, I noticed that too. Yeah, I mean, I really dig Tour of Duty. I think it's really like a bit of an... Un- the ones I've seen, I enjoyed. Yeah, it's really great. It, it's um, it's kind of like, you know, a big budget 80s combat for Nam. That's how it kind yeah, of feels. I suppose so, yeah. Mm-hmm. A few more for Tour of Duty, a few more for Generation Kill. Andy and Brum goes with Dad's Army. Um, and then the Machine Gunners, one for kids there. Remember that book when I was little? Um, those kids nick the Machine Gunner at the Dornier. Do you remember that? You read that? Oh, I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Craig Seaton goes with Generation Kill again. Mark F goes with Combat. Um, Tim Maycock, another one for, uh, for Generation Kill. Uh, Two Bombers goes with Das Boot. And then Chris Mumby says, World at War, Sergeant Bilko, Sharp, Secret Army, uh, Danger UXB, SAS, Rogue Heroes. So I think a lot of stuff's covered there. Um, and, you know, we know the Banner Brothers of the world. We know the Pacifics of the world. They sort of changed what war movies, um, sorry, what military history and TV could become and be. Um, and I think we're still feeling the effects of Banner Brothers even now, not in terms of like military content, but in terms of just how TV yeah. is viewed, it's it's up there, isn't it? It's always up there with the best miniseries. Mm. But that was HBO. For me, Sorry, go on, go on. I was, gonna, no, I was no, just no. going to say that, no, you fine. know, um, for me, um, I would go with, from a childhood perspective, I would go with Sharp, Hornblower, um, probably a low low because it was on constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Dad's army. Never actually seen a full mentioned. episode of a low, low 
because oh, I, my word, you would really enjoy well, it. It's like it's, it's just a piss take of, of like Secret Army. Yeah, but I because I really like Secret Army. So like to have well, something really like a little, little, it's, a, it's actually genuinely you know funny. Okay. Um, I always thought it was a bit low rent. Like yeah, is that mean, the, is there's, that there's a lot of innuendo. It was the right. 80s, Rob. I mean, it was the late <laughs> 70s, early 80s. So, um, what else? Oh, oh, Generation War, the German series. Yes, is that really is good. good. That is good. Um, um, yeah, there's loads. They're all loads. We need to do some more series, but it's hard to we cover do. a whole series in one episode. We've done. Yeah, but we, we did that one episode we've... on the Band of Brothers. Um, yeah. Uh, replacements. I don't know which episode of replacements that was it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's very hard to do. Like, and we a whole covered Rogue Heroes episode. when we were lucky enough to see that um but that was it's still that's, difficult family difficult that's probably the best way of doing it to be honest just like picking favorite moments out of a whole mm. series is Definitely. probably the only way to do it unless you have the whole month where you break down yes i mean we could and of course yeah. we're forgetting the day he doesn't as well we did, don't forget we? that one yeah oh gosh yeah. Day doesn't. yeah yeah whatever that was called um yeah so in terms of, so that was hbo as i said band of brothers hbo we nearly did it we nearly did it we, we nearly did quite it do. We didn't know. Got mental. <laughs> Stir crazy. So mm-hmm. obviously HBO comes along in the late nineties and it changes what you know. It's home box office, so it gives you home box office. You, you know, get the Sopranos, you get Banner Brothers, and it just goes on. And I always wondered, as we do, we go off on these tangents and we look for things that maybe did or didn't get big, so we can cover them on the show. And I came across this one pilot episode. And there was hardly anything about it on IMDb. So I've gone away and for about, I think it's about three months now, I've been looking up this pilot episode. So CBS, Tour of Duty fame, that, that's the channel that made it. CBS came out with, in 2001, a pilot episode for a show called Sam's Circus. So Sam's Circus was commissioned uh, by CBS in early 2001 and a variety article that I dug up from 2001 uh, gave out a rough outline of the show. Um, And it says Sam's Circus will seek to examine various morality tales set against the backdrop of war. The script follows the dynamics between the troops and focuses on how squadrons live and work together. So I was like, okay. So when was it set? What was it set during? So the show itself was set um, during the Battle for Normandy and afterwards. Right. Um, and that, and okay. more about that as we go along. Uh, so to direct was Robert Singer. He's best known for producing and directing Supernatural. I mean, he did, I think, did nearly every episode of that. With the When Trumpets Fade writer, William W. Vaught, penning the screenplay for the pilot in a joint uh, collaboration with CBS and Columbia TriStar. Um, so it was in very much in the same vein of the combats, the uh, Banner Brothers that they've just been just come out. Um, so I talked to um, British production company Fire in the Hole. Now I was talking to Rob, Rick Roberts, who is the like, founder owner of that, and he sent me some information about the show because they worked on it. So he said I got involved with Sam Circus when a few of us hardcore US collectors got involved in Banner Brothers in different ways. I was the youngest of a small group of collectors of American World War II memorabilia and militaria. Some of the guys knew me. We were a small group with no intent, especially in the early mid-90s. So when Banner Brothers came along, they started asking for lots of collectors and dealers uh, that I knew in the UK. Some of these people were friends and got involved with production. Of course, the production company wanted people who knew their stuff. So I managed to get involved a bit. I also supplied most of the World War II American military uniforms and kit. 
For the American Jeep advert that was used on TV advertising between the US series back in the 2001, it's on the Banner Brothers box set. This was filmed on Utah Beach in the summer of 2001. Um, when finishing, when filming finished at the end of 2000, the film guys, knowing I was a collector and had also made films, got in touch with kit for sale from the production. Um, I purchased a fair bit of kit from that production, mainly US items and later over 50 German uniforms from the series, as I have a friend who was one of the people who supplied most of the German kit for Band of Brothers. Um, so uh, he supplied the German uniforms for kit for Sam Circus from the same stuff from Band of Brothers. Um, I think we all hoped that CBS would do the 20 episodes. I don't know if you know, but it was a really up to date version of the mid 60s American TV show Combat. Now, Dale Dye, of course, Dale Dye would be involved. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. have a TV show or a film made in that period without Dale Dye being involved. So, yes, no, totally. Warriors Inc. were involved. And this comes from his website. Um, Daily for listening. Hope you're well. Um, so he says uh, the intent was to follow a basic infantry squad fighting in the e uh, European theatre of war. I chose a typical outfit. No rangers, no paratroopers, just basic grunts. We decided that the mm. unit should be 3rd Squad, 2nd Platoon, Charlie Company, 1st Battalion, 16th Infantry of the 1st Infantry Division. This specific designation was only important to the actors to give them home within the Big Red One. They wore the division on their shoulders in the pilot. So it's very cool. different feeling series to these like elite guys that you get in Band of Brothers or, you know, how we perceive them, I guess. And they're not paratroopers, they're regular soldiers, yeah. much like mm -hmm. combat. Um, so the 60-minute pilot um, was going to be trying to evoke uh, Saving Private Ryan, obviously with the with the crew from Warriors Inc. putting the, uh, the, the principal cast through their uh, basic training boot camp like they did on Platoon and many others. Um, a replica T sorry, a replica Tiger tank was even built based on a T-55 chassis. Um, uh, a lot of effort was being put in by CBS. And the music for the uh, for this pilot was created by Jay Gruska, who's kindly allowed me to share some of the music that he made for that pilot and I got in contact with him. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, and he told me this about working on the pilot. It was my first experience writing a circa World War II type score. There was very little money in the budget for music, so we recorded with a small brass band, two percussionists and strings in a box. And I'll play you some of that music now. go i think that's the key theme there like the main theme i like that that was that yeah. was very good very like medal of honorary yeah but it, it's, it's that martial trumpet grass field yeah, it really it, evokes definitely. that yeah. setting doesn't it mm. and there's a few other um ones I'll, I'll i'll play as well during the episode um but yeah there's all different kind of ones so there's more like drama -y 
tension mm-hmm. kind of ones like this. Motifs. Yeah. So as you can see, like there's a lot of effort being put into this. Um, so the cast. Um, there was one picture of Sam Circus cast. Um, it seems to be the only picture that you can find. And we'll obviously share that on the Twitter um, when this episode goes mm-hmm. live. Um, also, I reached out to all the cast um, to try and get quotations and things. Naturally, I of course. Haven't got back to you yet. Even the director and the writer I've tried to track down haven't got back to me yet. Um, Hello, never do know. you remember this pilot you were in 20 <laughs> yeah, plus exactly. years ago? Exactly. It was mainly yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to get in contact with the writer. It? Anyway. So uh, leading Sam Circus as the uh, eponymous uh, Sergeant Sam Van Handel uh, was played by uh, Tyler Christopher, who at the time was known for his time with American soap opera uh, General Hospital. Uh, Kevin Connolly as Corporal Little Sarge. Uh, John Rather, Daniel uh, Brocklebank as Private Mooch. Uh, Russell Sams as Private Wheels Tolland um, and Richard Spate Jr. Uh, Richard Spate Jr. was in it too. He played uh, Skip Muck on Banner Brothers. Uh, as bedpan he played the medic and michael gray as as chief uh, and john hawks as gunner so it's quite an up-and-coming cast there yeah some good little... uh, good character nicknames there too yeah Classic. exactly yeah easy to remember you know archetype mm-hmm. characters you've got your medic yeah. your gunner your rough sergeant very combat yeah. which um, one was going to be the religious guy yeah exactly yeah yeah well the the, the pilot dealt with things like that as well um, of, of okay. what there is a little bit about it out there um mm-hmm. so what happened in the pilot <laughs> so there is one review on this on imdb from 2003 from someone who saw it um so they wow. say <clears throat> the story is told through the eyes of pfc tolland wheels the 18 year old uh greenie who appears on screen as a mo- in a moving truck with his unit in normandy in france 21 days after d-day in 1944 the episode introduces the main cast and sets up the various character traits. For example, Gunner is a heavy smoker. Bedpan is a heavy drinker. The character of Wheels narrates the pilot that culminates in, assault, in an assault on a heavily defended German position. And there is some footage of Sam Circus on Vimeo um, in a showreel by Adam Kane, who was the, uh, the DOP. Um, and you can go away and find that. I'll put a link. Um, so... And it's very like that. You can, you can see that end um, attack in that clip of them attacking this German nice. position, waiting for the, the P-51s to come in and do their job. Um, and it looks great. Like there's there's nothing in that clip um, that, you you know, you would say looked bad. So Matt's just seen the clip there that Adam Kane cut. Um, and I think yeah. you'll agree, Matt, it's quite high production value for the time. Oh yeah, that is that's good stuff. That's um, you know that looked better than when trumpets fade. Mm. That looked that looked pretty much Bandit Brothers level of, of stuff to yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a commercial channel, CBS, putting a lot of effort into this this pilot. Um, yeah. But what happened to Sam Circus? I hear you all cry. The thing you've just learned about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I surmise that surely a, you know a network TV alternative. To, to HBO Smash Brand Brothers, which at the time was still massively being talked about. You know, it got it, mm-hmm. it got transmitted over here very close to the US release. There was a lot of buzz about it. You know, I remember everyone was re-going and re-watching Sam Private Ryan. People were yeah. you know, re-going over the classics, things like that. Um, you know, would it have been a smash hit if if it had got on the air? And the only person that I 
could find that had any real like sort of reflection on this was Dale Dye on, on the Warriors Inc. website. So he said it never even saw the light of a catharray tube. The cast was a bunch of terrific young actors that portrayed a World War II infantryman extremely well. And the producer and director, Bob Singer, had his heart in the right place to make a subsequent episode as good as the pilot. Why it never got onto the network radar screen remains a mystery and no amount of research I've been able to do ever yielded a credible reason. It's a real shame. It does look really promising. Pilot. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. Some, it doesn't get, doesn't even get. Well, you know, there's so many, there's so many stories of cool things being made that never get heard or get, you know, the pilot yeah. gets heard. And it's that's crazy it. to me. It even, even like a limited run. Big or, or even even releasing the pilot as like a like a backdoor pilot. This is like the mate, we've made this thing. What do you think? Like a TV movie almost event type thing to maybe mm-hmm. not even lose your money. Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, so I did some, a little more, bit, a bit, little bit more digging because I was like, right, people have seen this. It exists. People have memories of seeing yeah. the video. Um, but apart from that, the pilot seems to have have been wiped clean from the internet. There's a few mentions of the show on message boards from around the time, like certain reenactors that worked on it, people that right. they did little bits and bobs on it, remember, and some people remember mm. seeing the Tiger Tank at like War and Peace show and, and all these military vehicle events and they go, oh, I've seen a Tiger Tank from this show. Apparently it was using a show called Sam Circus. Did anything come of that? And everyone's like, no, don't know what happened to it. Um, mm. But I found one listing for a DVD screener of it um, from about 2005. And then the trail runs cold. Um, so at least one copy is out there somewhere. And apparently the Rick at Fire in the Hole has it on video somewhere, but he doesn't in the right. boxes upon boxes upon boxes of things he's collected over the years. He just doesn't know where it is. Um, he's told me if he finds it, he'll try and get it digitized for me or he'll <laughs> do something for us to try and find it if he yeah. ever comes across it. Um, but, you know, the reasoning for Sam Circus never getting to the air is a mystery even to this day. And I still don't know why it's not even been resurrected or even talked about since. But that's the mystery of Sam Circus. That's as much as I've found. Wow. Well, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because you can think about it. And if more shows like that had come out around the time, would things have snowballed? Would we have had more and more? Would the, you know, that, SBR Band of Brothers boom that we got would that have continued rather than yeah. sort of petered out by the mid two thousands? Well, like pop culture wise, I mean, you get you get Band of you get the Brothers in Arms game series that comes out in two thousand and five, and that's still riding that wave. Mm. Like because World yeah, War Two yeah. shooters were still really popular until the oh, twenty ten. Yeah. All the Medal of Honor games and yeah, Call of Duty, etc. Yeah, and that kind of thing was really popular. So I don't know how how or why CBS couldn't fit it in unless they felt it, you know, if it had been a loss, it'd been a huge loss for them, the money-wise. Maybe the budget was just too, too much. Perhaps. I mean, you know, we've seen from that. I hope you guys do go and watch this um, showreel that Adam Kane made because you'll see the production values on screen um, Mm. in it. There's definitely something in there. There's a lot of effort been put in, but I still, I can't work out how in a a post-SBR, post-Banner Brothers world that a show like this wouldn't have found a home um because they've you know they've made like generation kill they've made um you know a few series on like the iraq war things like that so i can't i can't think why this wouldn't have found its audience especially on cbs where potentially everyone could see it and then you know making money on an international 
selling it internationally, seeing how Banner Brothers have been over here. There's just, it makes no sense to me how something like this wouldn't have found its audience. Yeah, it's definitely a mystery. But, mm. you know, as we've, as we've seen with, you know, all these films and TV shows, there are so many cogs moving to make them happen. Yeah. If yeah. if just one falls down or is unsupported, then it can it can tank mm. an entire project. Exactly. So, yeah. I'd love to know more, but yeah, CBS must have a copy of it somewhere. Like just oh, I'm dust sure they it do, off. Yeah. Like I surmise, I wrote a presentation for this. I was going to make a YouTube video about it, but I haven't. Um, because this is why it's on the show. So I thought, where better to share it um, than the fourth mm -hmm. audience who's going to really be into this kind of thing? But I surmise, you know, why don't they why don't they dust it off, stick it on streaming? Stick it on something, put it up on yeah. YouTube, you know, see if there's a, I'm not saying you'd resurrect it because everyone's 20 years older now, but at least test the waters on your product unless they wrote it off as a tax write-off because that sometimes happens. And then if you, if you that's do crazy. that, you can't show it um, sometimes. Mm. So that's do what happened know. with the, the Batgirl movie that Warner Brothers canned. Um, they wrote oh, it off really? as a tax write-off and then you can't, you can't show it. Um, you have you don't burn yeah, the negatives right. almost. Yeah. Good job on the digging. I mean, that was very, yeah. very interesting. I'd never heard of it before you mentioned no, it. The other, no well. one had. That's the pro that's the half the pro A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to let you know that you can now join our supporting cast over on Patreon. As thanks for your support, you'll be able to help us pick films, submit questions for guests, have first pick on brand new and exclusive merch, and much more. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So after mystery lost pilots uh, for TV series that never got made, um, what have you watched recently, Matt? Something that is actually tangible and real. <laughs> tangible and real. Wow. Well, um, on the on the plane back um, the other day, I watched um, Spielberg's The Fablemans at last. Uh, yes. And it's not a war movie. But he does make a little war movie in the movie. Um, yeah, it's cool. Meta. I've seen that. I've seen those clips. And yeah. it's really good. It's really cool. Um, you know, he manages to like bring together a lot of guys to make this little short where it's like a, a sergeant leads his platoon into a, a valley. And it's set in like North Africa, I think. Mm. Um it's it's really good. Like there's a little montage bit where he shows how they like kick up dust by like making a seesaw with a plank of wood and someone stamps on the plank of wood and it, so it cool. throws up dust like it's a mortar yeah. landing. Um, there's a big hand-to-hand -hand bit. And, you know, the Germans have got like grey t-shirts on with a little eagle stent like paint stenciled onto yeah. them. It's so it's cute. Really, it yeah. is, it's cute. Um, it was just really interesting. I, I'd love to know if, if that's based, I assume it is, on something they actually did because the yeah, story is, is I, heavily, heavily based on. I remember um, on the same part private ryan special edition video i used to have if you let it run on there was yeah. this little documentary about spielberg making these like war movies when he was little and there's little yeah. clips like that in there and 
they had like a cockpit of a plane and they do things where they like you know, twist the camera around to make it look like they were flying and it's yeah, really good yeah. like the, the guy just loves cinema but I, I can't not talk to you about that I absolutely loved I've seen a clip of it David Fincher as John Ford oh it's David Lynch yeah David Lynch sorry I always get those two guys yeah no it's yeah, great last week I got fucking Mark Bolan and James Bolan confused oh you did yeah <laughs> So my my getting people mixed up strikes again. <laughs> yeah, David Lynch, Lynch. And he's great in it. He's he's, he's talking to yeah. um, a very young Fableman Spielberg um, about you know what makes an image interesting. He's like, where's the horizon? So the bottom is at the top. If you yeah. put it in the middle, it's boring. It's great. So good. Really, it's great. It's just John Ford, man, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolute king. But yeah, um, I've been watching um, a lot of Cold War sort of panic stuff lately so i went with uh twilight's last gleaming and i watched mm-hmm. seven days in may and then i watched um fail i didn't do threads no <laughs> that's a bit much <laughs> that's Still not cold panic that's the panic's well gone by the time thread comes around <laughs> that's like panic's very tangible that's cold war torture yeah. that's what it yeah. is um, no, no they're those, great movies those three movies are fantastic um i surmise mm. we should do a uh a cold war panic month yeah, um, and no, I'm cover those movies in depth. And That's then a I, very winter topic to do. I think. I think it might be. Yeah, I don't know why, but it feels like a like a winter thing. <laughs> Nuclear winter. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, off on the sofa with with a hot mug of cocoa and a blanket yeah. for cold war. Rounded it off with strange love or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it would really work. I mean, those movies are great. There's some powerhouse performances in there. You got Burt Lancaster doing a nuke. Kirk Douglas trying to stop a coup. It's it's mm-hmm. great so much in there um but then i oh and henry fonda trying to decide what city to nuke <laughs> yeah that's great yes <laughs> what a what a well, well, proposition that is. that is yeah yeah the ball it was me yes great and then i rounded it off by watching and i haven't kind of got all the way through it because it's so tonally odd um a 1953 film called combat squad starring john island which is a korean war movie but mm. it looks like it was filmed for like a couple of grand in a quarry is fantastic like it's everything Classic. men in war isn't um, right. it's it starts off with this huge like cold open where the guys are just fighting a battle and then right. they go off and have a little bit of time in like the camp away from the lines and then they're back at doing battling and that's basically it like it's the most cliche ridden thing like it's it's really bizarre we're like we out here it, battling but you know pretty much yeah it's very odd <laughs> um it's I can't. There was something it really reminded me of. Well, Men in War for one, but then how it how it just sort of starts with the fighting. It was something else it reminded me of. But no, that's on YouTube. Oh, there's so one. many of those fifties movies that call open with it like. It feels combat. like a proper matinee. Like it felt it because it's only 109 minutes, so it felt like it was. Yeah. It was part of a double feature, like kind of like absolutely so, like, probably like part of like a, a matinee yeah. afternoon type deal. Kind of like how Paratroop Command was paired up with a submarine film. Like because yeah. they were short, it felt like that. Like driving, but mm. it really felt like that. Um, but no, it's worth a watch. A bit of fun. Um, but anyway, no, that was. I think this this week's a bit more loose because we're preparing to go off to. Um, we have Ways Fest three. Um, if you're there, come say hello. We'll be giving a talk on the British Army on film. I'm hoping to have some sort of way we can get that to people who aren't going to be there. Um, I think they might be recording it, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but more on that um, as that comes out. Um, if you're at We Have Waste Fest, please come say hello. We love talking to you guys. We love seeing you. And that's it for another week of Fighting on Film. I hope, uh, I hope this one was interesting. 
Well, I definitely found the uh, Sam Serkis stuff interesting. That's for sure. Apart from apart from Jay and me, you're the first person to have heard that music probably for like 22 years. So wow, that's a amazing, prospect, isn't it? Wow, yeah, that's I know. cool. I know, right? Anyway, um, keep it for for all your war movie reviews and uh, give us a like, a review, and whatever you're listening on it really helps the show. Um, why not go over to fightingonfilm.com start from episode one and have a foff binge and see how quickly you can catch up to now and we'll catch you next time have a good one everyone and support us on Patreon as well there's some good decks over there please do keep the lights on keep the lights running Um, we really appreciate it Mm -hmm. bye everyone thanks for listening bye are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns